At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, it's a guy with COVID and a guy that had COVID a couple weeks ago. Uh, you won't get it from this podcast because it's physically impossible. But, uh, you know, if you do, don't blame us is all I'm saying. Good morning, good afternoon, Ian St. Clair. Play Colorado, playcolorado.com. How are you, my friend? I'm great. Not on the level of you because I think I'm finally starting to shake my COVID side effects. Ugh. Hopefully I don't have any long-form COVID. But, I, I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if people get it from this because this variant is highly contagious. So it might be able to to go through your earbuds or however you're listening. No, 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 they can't. And uh, and yes, to start a podcast off with COVID, you know, I didn't think it was a thing anymore. And here we go again. So we're back. All right, Ian, we got a lot to talk about, dude. Okay. Um, before we get into anything that's important. So I'm going to be on your new podcast. Yep. Is that what's going to happen? Talk to me. We're going to have a collaboration. We are. And so uh, longtime listeners of the Mile High Report Radio podcast, which was the former name of the show, it was with a longtime buddy of mine, Adam Alnati, and I. I I've, I've joked that we've been doing this for 20 years. The only difference is we're no longer drinking as much and it's being recorded. Mm-hmm. So now it's uh, a sports betting focused. It's called Broncos Odds and End zones so it, it'll be focusing on the betting aspect of of the broncos and and what to look for we'll we'll dive into the spread the money line the total and particularly since we've talked about this since it's probably more popular now prop bets mm, boy do i love it 
Boy, do I love me some prop bets. Okay, my friend. Um, this is great I, because I'm going to be on your pod. You're on this pod and I don't mind doing the crossover here, plugging your stuff as well. Let's get into, uh, let me see what you found out. I've got some opinions, but I don't have any definitive reason as to why the Vikings were two and a half point dogs. And this morning they're one and a half point favorites. I guess happened yesterday. Was this because Rippon is starting? That wouldn't make sense because I feel like Josh Johnson actually has a good, uh, a, a good shot of going up against third and fourth stringers. Is because Nick Mullins might play. What the hell happened to this line? I, I that's a great question, and I, I wonder if it's because the books now know that Nathaniel Hackett is never going to play his starters in a preseason game, not just this season, ever. ever. Good. He, he's taken on the Sean McVay mindset of preseason football, and I, I'm now I, I'm on I'm on board with you. I. I, I get it. Like some people want to see Russell Wilson play a series, but is that really that big of a, are you really going to gain anything out of it? Is it no. really worth the risk? And no, it's not. So I wonder if the books are, are thinking of looking at it like that. And then the other aspect of it, as you mentioned, Brett Rippon, I, I, he is the latest in, I don't want to say bad quarterbacks, but backup quarterbacks that this fan base gets behind. You think about Kyle Sloter. You think about uh, Zach Dysart. They love Trevor Simeon. They love crappy quarterbacks. And now this is the latest example of the the phase for this fan base and the sports books. If Nick Mullins plays, they're going to lean more toward Nick Mullins than to Brett Rippon. Yeah, again, a lot of money had to have come in on the Vikings here. Because you don't see it. This is a four-point line move yeah. for the preseason. So, again, I'm just trying. I'm working through a lot of things, but it's not like the Vikings have been playing starters. The Vikings are rolling out their third and fourth team. So this really doesn't make sense to me, but it does make me hesitant to back the Broncos. Because when you see that type of steam – that's something that I'm usually going to take a step back and get a little freaked out by. And then you've got the total at 35 and a half. Man, I don't want to do a, a Denver sports betting pod and not have a bet on this. But I must say, maybe I'll just take week three off and roll that money over and put it into week one. That's what I would is, do. Yeah. That's just where we are, huh? Because at this point, I, I think both teams are in this category. I. The fact that the line has moved that much, it seems like a drastic overreaction by the books. For a preseason football game to shift the line that much, you don't usually see a line shift like that in the regular season. So to do it in a in a third, the final preseason game where literally nobody is going to be playing of importance, that seems like a huge overreaction to me by the books. In terms of that, I would just, I, I, yeah, just put the money and save it to, Russell Wilson going in and plucking the Seahawks in Seattle. Mm, okay. I just, uh, again, a little freaked out by this one. So we'll pass. We'll pass this week. Even if Nick Mullen starts, we're going to pass. We're not going to play into this thing. Uh, more Broncos. I know you were talking about some stuff on the pod. Any, any bets that you've got in here heading into the season? I have a couple. I think we've mentioned this. I, I think it's all based on the fact that this division is so stacked, minus the Raiders. I think the Raiders are overrated beyond belief. 
And maybe it'll surprise me. I don't know. But for those who don't know, I am a born and raised Raider hater. So, yeah, I, I'm going to say they're overrated. And it's Josh McDaniels. He's going to have to prove it. But and this division is stacked. So if Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett come out and they do what everyone in this fan base hopes, what the organization hopes, what the organization expects, and that's to contend and potentially win the AFC West, you would have to think that puts Russell Wilson in prime position to win the MVP, to win the Offensive Player of the Year, for Nathaniel Hackett to win Coach of the Year, and the bet that you first brought up that I jumped on because of just how insane the value is, is Pat Sertan winning Defensive Player of the Year. I think all of that is in line if the Broncos play the way they can and hopefully do in the division, and then if they win the AFC West, it's all lined up. And for those, I, th I think I saw a stat where it's four of the last nine quarterbacks to win MVP, it's four or five, to win MVP also won Offensive Player of the Year. The last quarterback to do it was Patrick Mahomes. And I think if Russell Wilson has the type of season where he's going to win MVP, he'll win Offensive Player of the Year. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. for, for Nathaniel Hackett, Coach of the Year, voters love giving this award to first-time coaches. Rookie head coaches, they love to give Coach of the Year to guys like Nathaniel Hackett. So all of that folds into a Nathaniel Hackett Coach of the Year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's an awful lot of money. <laughs> to, <laughs> to invest into one team here this this stuff better work out i will say this the uh, nfl betting guide is out on Vison. i think it was matt humans that wrote up the broncos and uh he says actually he's betting under 10 wins which fine you know nine and eight you don't get upset at people he also says if they get to 11 wins russell wilson's gonna have to have an mvp type year and I think that's what we're expecting out of him. If not an MVP type year, definitely what? Maybe top five stats, passing yards, yeah. passing touchdowns. Because that's what he's been he doing in Seattle with yeah. a coach that does not have the system that Nathaniel Hackett has. And I've said this before. The other reason I'm big on Russell Wilson MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, is because this is the system that literally produced the most recent back-to-back -back MVP. Mm -hmm. And I think the Broncos have a deeper set of weapons in terms of receiver, tight end, running back than Aaron Rodgers had in Green Bay. They may not have a Devontae Adams, but they have a deeper set of weapons, receiver, tight end, running backs than, than Aaron Rodgers had in Green Bay. And I think the offensive line is better. Since I've got, I'm completely transparent person, by the way, probably too transparent since, uh, since I can't talk and I don't have any energy, I'm just going to keep peppering you with questions until I say you're done. That's okay. Let's that's, that's do it. Wonderful. Um, so I, let's get in the roster here. Do you, does it matter to you if Josh Johnson or Brett Rippon's the uh, backup? Because they're going to keep two quarterbacks. Does it matter to you? No. Okay, good. I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm, not, the only, yeah. I'm not one of those guys who overreacts about, they didn't go out and they didn't get a talented backup quarterback. Yeah. No, I'm not like that. One of these guys is more than serviceable if for whatever godforsaken reason Russell Wilson were to, I'm not going to say it. Okay. They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Uh, fullback, they've got running back. I think that's taken care of. Tight end. I'm a little concerned about Albert O after all of this, and I'm I'm having Noah Fant flashbacks. Noah Fant could not, he could not block. 
okay? Maybe Alberto has some better hands, but it definitely does raise my imaginary antennae when this guy has to play more. Dulcich, I've told you since the get-go, I don't think he can really contribute at all as a rookie tight end, and now a rookie tight end that has missed so much of the offseason. So what are we down to? Eric Salbert and, and Eric Tomlinson? Talk to me here about Alberto. We need to start with that because I think outside of being a receiving target and maybe more than anything in the red zone, I'm not, I'm not buying him right now. I, I think it's going to, I think he got the message that he played literally into the, the late third quarter in a meaningless preseason game against the Bills. He was literally the only guy who was going to see the field in the regular season who was playing. If that doesn't send him a message that he has to get his act together and get and get better, then he's not going to see the field. And we'll see. I think in this offense, and I think with this quarterback, Albert Akwegunam can be a very good weapon to use over the middle of the field. I think he has that kind of ability. I think he has better athletic ability than Noah Fant. And I think he has better hands. And, I mean, we'll see. I think a large part of it is going to be the system, and I think it's going to also be the receivers that he can work with in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler. I think Montreal Washington, talk about a guy who has the ability to be a dynamic returner. They, the Broncos finally have a dynamic returner for the first time yeah. possibly since Trendon Holiday before he got blown up by Pat McAfee in Indianapolis. So that's leaning towards it. I I, I want to see what happens with Alberto. And I, I think he just he has too much athletic ability. He has too much size to not be a utilized weapon. But we'll see. We shall see. I think there's some big, big question marks going on there. And then the offensive line. Uh, yeah, a little bit concerned here, but they've got so many of them, right? What are they? They're going to carry nine guys. They're going to rotate a lot of these guys. That, to me, is going to be the biggest drawback of not playing in the preseason. Uh, just, just for me, is this starting offensive line. Uh, moving pieces. They need Billy Turner to win that right guard spot. No question in my mind here. Uh, so this, the talent does not concern me. The system does not concern me. But if there was one, if there's one unit that I would have liked to seen in the preseason play together was offensive line. But again, maybe those joint practices were enough. I, I think so. And I think the reason that Billy Turner is going to be the starting right tackle. There is no question about that. He played in this system with Nathaniel Hackett. He knows the system. Did I say guard? I think I said guard. He'll, so it's so he'll be the he'll be the starting right tackle. I think right. uh, Quinn Meniers will be the starting right guard. I think Dalton Reisner is in for a rebound season. I hope the fact that Dalton Reisner is in for a rebound season at left guard. I hope that means that that uh, Garrett Bowles is in for a rebound season at left tackle because he. I've said this and I will say it again. He needs to be better. And I think having this quarterback and having this system, which is a, it, it utilizes offensive linemen to their strengths, just like it did for Mike Shanahan and Alex Gibbs. That's that's the basis of this. And I think that's where they're, it's going to be effective. And I think that's why, going back to what I said at the top, Russell Wilson being a prime MVP candidate, it's in large part because I think this offensive line is better than what he had in Seattle. And it's because of his own blocking system. And I think we're going to see a lot from Javante Williams.
He's going to have a great running game here. He had a great running game in Seattle for a lot of the time there. Um, and then you've got the wide receivers. They don't have the upper echelon guy to me, like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But Cortland Sutton could turn into that guy. Absolutely. Jerry Judy, more questions about him for me than anybody else in this roster. Hamler we're going to see in the preseason game. I can't wait. Montrell Washington, loved the pick when he had it. I'm interested in seeing if he can be a key part of this offense. Russell Wilson has had issues um, thrown over the middle of the field for his whole career. Is, Ham, is Washington be, got, be a guy that runs on slants? They go deep to him? I don't know. And then that leaves, what, two spots for Brandon Johnson, my guy Seth Williams, Kendall Brandon Hinton, Hung, Tyree Cleveland. Gree Johnson. Huh? What? Brandon Hung, Gree Johnson. Oh, boy. You just broke that out on me. Hung, Gree Johnson. Who do you – all right, three, three guys – Two spots. Johnson, Williams, Hinton, Cleveland. I think Cleveland, I, I know the special teams coordinator loves Cleveland, and he said that if he has his say in roster development, it'll be Cleveland. I think he's going to be the odd man out. I just don't think he's going to be on the roster. Okay. Then I think I, the way that Washington, he's going to be the returner. And I think Brandon Johnson has shown that he can be a versatile player. He can make an impact on special teams. So if you want to make the roster as a rookie receiver that's that has this much depth, you have to make an impact on special teams. So at, at that point, and then I we didn't mention Virgil. I think Virgil is a guy who could potentially sneak in and get a roster spot. So I, I think right now I would say that Washington and Johnson are, I don't want to say locks, but I might write them in pen. And then I might lean Virgil um, and see what happens. Yeah. That, that'll be interesting. Special teams is the big one. They probably could have won a couple more games last year. How many games do you think they, they just pissed away over these last three or four years? I mean, at least two a year, right? At least two. That's what You're I was going to say. They were playing such close games, and then they'd have a special team snafu. Yep. It was fascinating. And that's got to be better this year. Um, I don't care who wins a punter. I think they'll be fine no matter what. Yeah. Uh, you should I, be I able they, to punt. When you have eight games played at mile high, yeah. you should be able to be a good punter. Yeah. Yeah. You got a um, you got a kicker that's just a complete stud. You don't got to worry about that. So, all right. So, Washington, we're there. Let's go to the defense. Uh, the D-line. Set, not worried about it. Nope. Not worried about outside linebacker. Nope. Worried about inside linebacker, though, especially with Griffith going down. It looks like he could be back for week one. Yeah, Yeah, but this is the thinnest position on this team, behind quarterback, obviously, because you have to have Russell Wilson. But I'm concerned here. Jewel and Griffith will be fine. Singleton and Sternad, fine. But, I mean, it's almost to this point, if Jewel, Griffith, or Singleton go down, I think they're screwed. That'll be big. Here's the thing. Elijah Evero doesn't put a focus on middle linebacker. It's not been a focus of his defense. So that's where I think you'll see Caden Stearns step in. Caden Stearns can be that flex middle linebacker box safety guy that will allow Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson to stay back. Then you can just put Caden Stearns up front. So that's where I think that can be mitigated but I do think Jonas Griffin and Josie Jewell will be more than than adequate. I mean, we've talked about it. I, I would have loved them to to test the the, the market on on Roquan Smith, 
but it may have been too much. So, but I it, just based on how Evero uses middle linebackers, I'm not as concerned about it. We may see upwards of six or seven defensive backs on the field with this defense. All right. And then um, the cornerback room, I'm fine with. Um, is Ojemudia going to be there? He's hurt. We'll see. Yeah, three to five weeks, right? So he's yeah. out of another three to five weeks. So what do you do? Do you pick somebody out? I think that's big because you'll have the final round of cuts coming up or the first round of the final cu uh, cuts coming up. Safety we're feeling great about, right? Simmons, Jackson, Absolutely. Stearns, everything's good there. So just real quick about the cornerback room, Sertan, Darby, Williams, Mathis, and we'll see who's in there for Ojemudia. Um, PJ Locke is big, a pop. I mean, he, he, yeah. he's been going back around safety. I wonder if he has the flexibility to, to maybe test the waters as a cornerback. He's been a guy who's made plays throughout the course of training camp and the preseason. So that's another name that we have to throw out there too. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that is another name to put out there. So we basically went down the whole thing. We went down the whole team. I think next week we'll do just the season-long props. But let's look at uh, week one real quick. Because I did not real quick, but let's just look at week one. Do you have any bets down yet for the Broncos at the Seahawks? Because I am going to lead you in by saying this. I hate backing road teams anything more than minus two and a half. I, and I'm serious. It's, it takes a lot for me to get in on a road team minus five and a half first game with Russell Wilson and this offense. I, I don't care. They didn't. I didn't want him to play in the preseason. I do think it'll take a little while. This is a head coach that knows his quarterback, at least you would think he does. And then that crowd is just going to be completely amped up. Man, heavy lean toward the Seahawks, plus five and a half. I like the Broncos. I'm not laying minus 250, though. That's just asinine. Yeah. Uh, total here is 42. What are you thinking about this line at five and a half? I'm going to lay it. Yeah? You just I, think I, they're going to blow them out? I, just, I don't think it's going to be. And, and a lot, especially if Drew Locke plays quarterback. If Drew Locke is the starter, yeah. Lock it. It's going to be double digits. This Seahawks team is not good. This defense is not good. This offensive line is not good. The Seahawks are going to be a very bad football team this season. And I get it. The crowd's going to be amped up. You know how you overcome that? Throw a deep bomb to, to Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, or KJ Hamler on the first play of the game and score a touchdown. Test this week secondary of the Seahawks. And then that'll shut that crowd up real quick. And they we're not going to see yeah. Pete Carroll running up and down the sideline doing his best Jason Garrett, clapping his hands, doing his John Fox, chomping his gum impression. He looked pretty good as a quarterback. He looked like uh, Uncle Rico. All those videos that were coming out that he was throwing the football. Maybe he should the be the sad thing is he might be their QB1. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 the thing is, and I think we're going to see this, when Pete Carroll, if he does name his starter – if it's Drew Locke, you're going to see that number jump up to seven. Mm. So seven. If, if you if you want it, you want it now. Because if Drew Locke is the starter, it's going to jump up to maybe seven, seven and a half. Because people are going to jump on the Broncos if Pete Carroll names Drew Locke as the starting quarterback. And books are going to react to that move. Because they're going to know they're, they can't keep it at five, five and a half, if Drew Locke is the starting quarterback. So here's the other thing. If you do the math on this line, the team total for the Broncos is going to be either 24 or 24 and a half. They're probably going to give you that hook. 
I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And you, and you might be able to get it plus money, probably get it around even money. Now, if you think they're going in there and stomping them, 24 and a half, fine. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to your thoughts there. I think the more interesting one, though, would be the Seahawks at 17 and a half. Ooh. I, yeah, I, I think it'll be under. With Locke? Under with lock, right? Under with lock. And I think I'd, I'd be under with, with Geno Smith, too. I think this defense is going to be fired up, man. They finally have a quarterback. They finally have an offense that's going to be able to keep them in a position to not have to do everything, which is what this defense has been doing the last six years. They've had to play perfect football to keep the Broncos in a position to have a chance. Now you have a quarterback and you have an offense and you have a head coach who will hopefully be able to give you a consistent lead. And that will allow Randy Gregory and Brandy Chubb, Bradley Chubb, to go after the quarterback. You're going to get DJ Jones getting pressure up the middle. And then on the backside, you're going to have Pat Sertan being able to make plays. Pat Sertan going against Drew Locke. Drew Locke? Come on. <laughs> I, love the, um, I, I love the passion of the fan base here. I had a guy come up to me. Uh, that I know, okay, he's a he's a neighbor. We were at the supermarket, and he's like, "Hey, old, what's going on, man?" I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" This was this was last week. I said, "Hey, what's up?" He goes, "Man, I'm really worried about this defense. They have not looked good in the preseason, and he didn't understand that the starters didn't play." Okay, how do you not know the and starters th didn't play? This is why sports books make so much money. Yes, you know, you're watching this game. You don't see Patrick Sertan. You can't put two and two together. Yeah. I mean, you don't you see serious? Bradley Chubb. You don't see DJ Jones. Yeah. You don't see Draymond Jones. You don't see really. <laughs> All right. We, we've come up. I got my show bet then. I'm going to bet the under 17 and a half when it comes out. I think you could do 17. I'd rather go 17 and a half um, because I'm with oh, yeah. you. I love, I think the defense is the best part of this team. Yeah. As much as you love Russell Wilson, he finally cleans up the offense. They got a great running game to me. The defense is going to keep them in there, especially Absolutely. in these big games against the Chargers and against the Chiefs. They need to have one huge game against both teams. I think one game will be at least a shootout, but yep. they got to win one of those games defensively. Well, they've already beaten the Chargers without Russell Wilson, so yeah. I'm not too worried about that. They almost beat the Chiefs almost. last year if the yeah. uh, Vic Fangio decided that he wanted a coach. What a debacle that was. Yeah. This is the year they get over the Chiefs hurdle, though, right? Yes. They'll win at least one of those games. If they sweep the Chiefs, they win the division. How many divisional games do the Broncos win this year? Three or four? I'm going to go four. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning four to five. If they, but I said if they sweep the Chiefs, they win the division. If they sweep the Chiefs, they win the division. Agreed. Agreed. They might tie with the Chargers. But I'm with you on that one. All right, Ian, what's going on on Play Colorado right now? When are the numbers coming out? Pretty soon, right? We should be getting last them. Month? Should be getting them any day. And I, I think it, it, it'll be another one of those between 300, 300 to 350. I don't think it'll be below 300. But then once football season starts, I think once we get the numbers for August, you're going to start seeing the numbers jump back up. I think I've said this to you. I think Colorado is going to be one of those states where you're going to see it during football season. And then when the NBA comes back, it's going to be upwards of around 600 million. So that'll put it in the top five. Colorado is that kind of market. And then we're continually on uh, any casino news that's coming. Um, 
poker tournaments that are happening up the hill in Blackhawk and and Central City. So keeping an eye on that. And if you want the latest odds for Russell Wilson game lines, we have it at the PlayColorado.com Broncos odds page. Yeah, there's. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to next month, or actually this month, because I, there is some betting going on on the preseason. Oh, I absolutely. Get it. I get it. Okay. Yes, but the the overwhelming thought on the preseason is you got to be a degenerate, and I can't tell you how many people I've told this is the best time to bet football, because the chances are the casual better is going to get their ass kicked. You're going to lose your money, right? You're going to have fun. Which to me, there's a lot of fun casual betters out there. It absolutely makes the game more enjoyable. Ten dollars on the Broncos, fine. If that's what gets you more interested in a game, and I think a lot of fans are like that, and I like that too. I like that a lot. Absolutely. Um, I, I will but, say this, based yeah. on what your uh, your Broncos fan friend uh, just yeah. I will reiterate: do your research, look into it before you place a bet, research it. And research it again, because that's how you can get an advantage over the books. Because I'll, I'll describe it as sports investing. You're trying to find the best value that you can put some money into invest in. It's not like online casino where it's literal gambling and it's crapshoot, yeah. literally. With this, if you research it, you can find the value. And that's where it comes in, that you research it, you know it. And then listen to your gut and listen to your first gut instinct because there's that often time you were, you get your gut instinct and then you start second guessing yourself. Listen to your first gut instinct and research it. That's it. Research it. And bet rivers knows this. You're going to, I, I honest to God, and I'm not saying this just because I do this. There are some soft lines here. I've made the, I, I've made, I found a lot of good lines on Bet Rivers, but they know this. Shop around. Yes. Don't just sit there at one book. Go. All right. This is. And and there's a guest of mine that I've had on quite a few times. Is like I only use this one book. I'm like why? Think about the numbers that you're passing yep. up here. So don't just do that. Shop around. I think once you shop around, you're going to find more Bet Rivers. But the softer lines, find the softest line out there, and then run with it. Absolutely. And I would say there, there's not a a number of books, but I would say you should be using a minimum of what? Three. Yes. Three to five. I use, yeah. I use I, four to six. I think, depending yeah, I, on I, I think that's a good number. Three to five, four to six. I mean, we yeah. have what? 26 sports betting apps. You don't need to use all 26, no. but no. if you, if you have three, if you have three sports books, especially now that, that, that college football and the NFL season is coming up, this is when, Sportsbooks want to get you into their account. So they're going to have great offers. Take advantage of it. If they if it's a risk-free bet or you get free bets, use it. That's what you can put and, and test the app and find that value. And just, yeah, absolutely shop around. That's another ad, 100%. Yep. You got to do it. You got to do it if you're going to be a profitable better long-term. You're going to have to find any edge that they give you, which again, I come back to the preseason. We have the edge. We know news. We know the starters aren't playing. We know this guy's playing. We know this guy isn't playing. Sometimes it gets confusing, just like this Broncos Vikings game that I'm not touching, but I've had a very successful preseason just through two weeks. And uh, I'm going to finish with plus money. I'm going to make sure of that. Now, 
finishing plus money during the NFL regular season. We could do it, but for me, it's going to be more on player props. Yes. Sides and totals, they've had 100 years to figure out how to set sides and totals. Yep. I've talked to multiple sportsbook operators. They don't give a damn about the player props yet because they're not losing enough money on them. Let's make them lose some money. Make them, and the way you do that is researching it. And you, fantasy football players, are figuring yep. out that props. It's basically just like fantasy football. So if you play fantasy football, you've done your research, put it over onto the props for for certain players on your team. Do you play fantasy football? I do. How many I'm not as good as my wife. My wife is the fantasy expert. Ooh, how many? Uh... How many leagues are you in? Just one. Okay, see, I'm down. I used to play 15 to 20 when I was in the fantasy business every every year. Oh, man, I don't know why I could do that. Betting player props has now made me not even give a damn about fantasy football. I play in one league I've been playing for almost 20 years. It's the natural evolution. Yeah, I can't is. tell you how many fantasy football guys have just come over to the betting side. Yep. It's so much more fun. In daily fantasy sports – this helps me get an edge on player props because mm -hmm. I'm doing all this research. I might as well just look at actual players and go, I'm going to do this. But uh, yeah, that's great, man. Um, thank you for the time. Of course. Mr. St. Clair. Thank you for helping me out on this fine day. Um, again, check out play Colorado, play Colorado.com. What is the Twitter handle for the 8 millionth time at Ian St. Clair? Uh, yes. No E on the end. No E on the end. Uh, hopefully I'll be feeling better next week so I can do some long shows and have a good time with you. Uh, for Ian St. Clair and our producer, Stephen Jung, I'm Holden. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers.